0: Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more.
1: eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance.
0: With over 122 million parts at eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, You can stay on your A-game. I
1: mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want. It's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi
2: there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
1: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled.
2: The volume.
1: What up, y'all? It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season's here, and you already know there's no better place to get in on the action than, you guessed it, FanDuel. As far as the app itself goes, look, it's safe, it's easy, it's secure. I've been using it for a while now. There's always great exclusive offers. Dude, on Thursday night, you get a free $10 same game parlay. Like, it's completely free. If you lose, you get that money back to bet again with. And when you do win, you'll get paid fast, which is very important. Because you can win in a lot of ways, right? Spread, money line over, unders, totals, futures, props all of it same game parlays it's all there for you the live betting you can even live bet same game parlays what are you talking about here so use the promo code snaps and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season snaps Ha-ha. Must be 21 and president in select states only. Gambling problem? 1 800, next step, or text next step to 53342. Arizona. Call 1 800 gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1 888 789 7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut 1 800 9 with it indiana 1-877-770 stop in louisiana 1-877-8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369 new york tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 tennessee 1-800-522-4700 wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net west virginia
0: what's up everyone welcome into another late night edition of snaps i'm your host aaron murray and i want to welcome everyone that's in the chat hanging on hanging out with us Uh, our boy t bob is still watching lsu whoop up on uab right now he may or may not be joining us later on but we want to get you going especially after that big win for the trojans the petite trojan boys Uh, i won't claim them i don't want to piss t bob off that is his team i rolled with the bruins he rolled with the Trojans. He stuck with them since day one. I kind of jumped shit before that Utah game, and uh, it's kind of biting me in the ass right now. Lost another another fifty bucks to T. Bob, but I ain't mad about it because that was a hell of a football game. USC, Caleb Williams, and uh, let's let's just get right into it. First things first. Welcome everyone to the chat. Rob D. Hamilton, um, Derek Walker. Lural kings grant uh welcome 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 uh we had a fun show tonight just breaking down some of the games we also t bob and i did break down the noon games earlier so if you did not get that make sure you go back and watch it we had a great time breaking down tcu and their uh crazy crazy win at the end what it takes to do the essentially mayday mentality of getting the field goal team on the field to be able to kick a field goal we break that down along with the Michigan game, and like I said, everything else that went on there at noon. But let's start off first tonight with the little Pac-12 action. And first things first, Caleb Williams. Give him the Heisman right now. Heading into last week, I I put out a little bit of poll of who would be my Heisman finalist right now. If there was a vote, Caleb was my number one, followed by Drake May at two. Uh, what, what did Caleb need? Caleb needed a Heisman moment. The issue with both those quarterbacks, my um, one and two heading into this weekend, was not a lot of people have watched a lot, of, a lot of these games. Not a lot of people stay up to watch Pac-12. Shoot, there's been multiple times for USC. They're on the Pac-12 network. I can't even find a way to legally watch them. I'm like downloading different apps to be able to watch Caleb Williams. And then the same thing with Drake May at UNC. So it was good for him to have his opportunity tonight in prime time, number one game. People were tuning in, battle for L.A. against another top team in the Bruins, and he did not disappoint. 32 of 43, 470 yards, two touchdowns, another 32 yards rushing, and another touchdown. He looked like the best player in the country. His poise in the pocket, the ability to get in and outside the pocket, and then the arm strength down the field. For those who didn't see, there's one ball down the sideline that he ripped over the corner. On an absolute missile, just a piss rocket, and it just was over and over and over again. He had his Heisman moment tonight. He won the Heisman with you know Hendon Hooker. You know, hard, you know terrible to see what happened there. We'll, we'll we'll touch on that game here in a little bit. You know, Hendon most likely out of the race now, especially with their second loss. Um, you know, Ohio State didn't look great. Corn at Michigan didn't look great. Drake May did not look great in their loss to Georgia Tech. Uh, it's 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 really dwindling down you know we talk about end of the season things start to clear up for us about multiple things who's gonna make the playoffs and then this Heisman race been too you start to see these guys really have these moments in november max duggan had a moment I mean, once again we talked about that game earlier and then caleb had his moment tonight so he's gonna have another opportunity next week versus notre dame he's gonna have another opportunity most likely versus oregon who's taking care of business right now versus utah uh, in two weeks, in the Pac-12 championship game, but he's played like this all season. Really, I think he's had one not great game. It was early on in the season versus Oregon State. wasn't terrific, wasn't bad, but wasn't great. Other since then, man, he has been like I said, he has been a Heisman type performer. He is the best player in college football. Big shout out to him. Uh, DTR, DTR played good. He played well. I mean, he was banged up. For those who watched it, you know, he was grimacing his right hand. Um, it looked like his, his 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 left thigh at times was bothering him. He was an absolute warrior, but regardless, man, you can't turn the ball over. Three interceptions, and and what did what you know what were our keys to the game heading into this this weekend for UCLA? Don't turn the ball over. USC was plus seventeen heading into this game. They are the number one team in the Pac-12 taking turnovers, and you know UCLA got one themselves. They turned it into a touchdown but you can't throw picks. And it was a little bit head scratching too. coach Kelly, before halftime DTR almost threw a pick and there's about 20, 30 seconds on the clock. I'm like, just, just run the ball. He threw an interception in the previous possession. They came back. He almost threw another interception. I'm like, just run it, get to half. You're up 21, 17. You should feel good about that. Uh, Instead they call another pass. He throws interception. USC goes down there and kicks a field goal right before halftime. Just, Just way too up and down, up and down. So, you know, like I said, once again, good game by him. You just can't turn the ball over in big-time games like this and expect to win. Another big shot that I want to hit, USC's offensive line. For those who have watched the show, T-Bob has hit on this over and over and over and over again this season. They were terrific. In the run game, they were tremendous. Giving Caleb time in the pocket, they were absolutely incredible to watch. I felt like it looked like seven on seven at times for Caleb sitting back in the pocket with all day to throw the football. If he has that amount of time, and if they continue to perform like this, that offense can score against anyone in the country. And it gives me a lot of confidence, no matter how bad their defense is, because their defense was really bad at times in tonight's game, that their offense and offensive line and Caleb and that, and those receivers and Jordan Addison can give them an opportunity to win. So 50 more bucks to T-Bob, he got me. The Petite Trojan boys live on. Great win for them. Aaron, and, uh, before we move on, we have quick breaking news. What we got?
2: A <laughs> two, Baron. Oh, watch the film. I'm an SEC quarterback. I see the film at a deeper level. I know what I'm talking about. UCLA is the better team. The Bears, the Bruins, gonna get it done. Not so fast. Mr. Aaron Murray, long time ago, we joined one another as La Petite Trojan Boys. You betrayed that friendship, and tonight, you reap what you sow. That's two weeks in a row. That's 50 more dollars, and to make it a little extra special, as you hit Venmo, to T-Bot, to my name, I want you to know, I did not win a single bet today. Not one didn't win a single goddamn bet, except for this one, La Petite Trojan Boys, march on UCLA. Go back to wherever you came from, and nobody knows because nobody cares because nobody shows up. Trojans roll, suck it.
0: Aaron Murray. Okay, there we go. Uh, I i, I won't even fight it. I won't fight it. T Bob was right, he stuck with them, uh, he saw the potential, and now. USC is going to the Pac-12 championship and Caleb Williams most likely, maybe if he continues to play like this, will be holding a nice pretty trophy in New York and their path looks pretty good to get to the playoffs with all the craziness that went down. Uh, another thing that went well for USC tonight is the fact that the USC on the other side of the country, and I'm talking about South Carolina, absolutely kicked Tennessee's ass. I mean, up and down. The field. So I had, I had South Carolina month and a half ago, and this is when they started winning some football games they are feeling good. And the big difference was Spencer Rattler. And, and I talked to the staff before the game, I said, okay, where's Spencer right now in his development. And they said, man, he's getting there. He went from an offense in Oklahoma. That was pure progression. So you work from one side of the field to the other. It's one, two, three, find your check down. A lot of stuff they're doing at USC was more, or is more single high, two high to read. So you get single high, you work one side; two high, you're working the other. I, you know, either one is not crazy difficult, but it's different. It's it's you know, same plays, just a different language. And he just had to learn it. You looked at him at beginning of the season; his feet were off, his eyes were off, just wasn't in the right spot. And every single week, they just kept chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping away. And yeah, there had been some 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 bumps here or there where you know didn't have a great game, but tonight was. A, a an opportunity at home in front of your crowd against the number five team in the country to kind of make a major statement, and and they did. They made a a big statement in a big, big way. Thirty to thirty seven, four thirty eight, six touchdowns, and yes, Tennessee's defense is not great, and 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 it's not they're nothing special, but they're not that bad. So I don't want to just say, oh, Spencer had an inter- terrific game, threw for six touchdowns because Tennessee's defense. Is terrific. Yes, we know the stats. We know where they are, but they're not that bad. I want to give credit more and I want to focus more on Spencer Rattler. And his ability to throw the football tonight was the best. I've seen him throw the football in two years and maybe in t- his entire his entire career. He looked like a first round quarterback tonight. He looked like the quarterback we thought he was going to be uh the beginning of last season at Oklahoma before things kind of went down. He got banged up and Caleb Williams came in there and kind of took over for him. So you know he, he just looked he looked poised, and, and Tennessee squandered an opportunity to to obviously win this game and essentially have one game against Vanderbilt, who big shout out to Andy won their game versus Florida. We broke that down earlier too in the earlier show, uh, win one more game versus Vanderbilt to most likely be in the playoffs. So Tennessee's out. But the way that South Carolina won this football game wasn't just Spencer Sanders, but Jaheen Bell who has been very frustrated about his involvement in this offense, just really hasn't found his, his, his rhythm at all. Uh, he's a guy that uh, a lot of people in the SEC want to compare somewhat to Brock Bowers. Not necessarily that he's as good as Brock, but has the same sort of skill set where you can move him around. You can put him in the backfield. You can flex him out. He can play tight end, a traditional tight end route. Find ways to get him matched up because he is that chess piece. And they just have not found a way to, for him to do that. Tonight they did, running the football, catching the football, 17 carries, 82 yards rushing. Uh, also had five catches with two touchdowns. So big shout out to the offensive staff for getting him involved in this game in unique ways. You kind of really got to see what that talent is all about. And then another thing too, Joiner. You know, for those that remember from last season for South Carolina, it was really hard to watch at times because of the issues they had at quarterback. So come bowl game, they said screw it. Joiner, you're our quarterback, went out there had a great game. He's a receiver. Hell of an athlete, great competitor, a leader on the football team. I interviewed him there in, in Atlanta during SEC media days. And, and him, like Bell, has not really found a role in this offense this year, has not found a way to get his hands on the football. And tonight they found ways to get him involved in the offense. Wildcat, reverse, where he got the ball and threw it to Spencer Rattler, um, getting him some catches, like just get him touches and and make the defense have to essentially figure out what the hell is going on. And I thought it was a great wrinkle that they came out with on the offensive side of the football, mixing him at the quarterback spot, mixing him at the Wildcat spot, just getting him and Bell, feeling like they have a big, big role with inside this offense. So without their best offensive player, without their running back, South Carolina went out there and scored 63 points. So let's flip it over to the other side. Tennessee. Oof. I said it. You lost your opportunity, man. You had the easiest path to the SEC championship. Literally, not the SEC championship, excuse me, the easiest path to the playoffs. All you had to do was beat a six and four South Carolina team and then go on the road and beat a five and six Vanderbilt football team. That's all you had to do. You didn't have to go play Michigan or Ohio State. You didn't have to go play UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon. You didn't have to go play LSU. Uh, You didn't have to play Georgia. You had to play two of the the lower teams in the SEC East in order to get in. Like It was just picture-perfect scenario for you with all the craziness going on in college football, and you squandered it. You got whooped. and It wasn't Hendon's night. He was a little bit off. Balls were high at times. We've seen... Kind of, you know, when Hendon's not feeling it, balls tend to sail a little bit on him, and, and obviously we we alluded to the defense just got absolutely worked up and down the field. Whether it was rushing, especially through the air, that secondary did not look good. I will want to say one thing, Hendon. Um, I myself, my senior night, senior year, non-contact ACL tear. I'm not a doctor. I don't want to say it is or isn't. Obviously, did not look good. I'm sure everyone here on snaps will say, you know, a nice prayer for Hendon Hooker tonight and his speedy recovery. But, uh, man, you want to talk about just a, a just a gut punch for the volunteers and that fan base that had an opportunity to go to the playoffs and now slip through your fingers. And guess what? You better wake up because next week you got Vanderbilt. And I'm not kidding. Vanderbilt's playing great football right now, and Vanderbilt actually has something to play for. Tennessee, I don't know if you feel like you have anything to play for. You're 9-2. and two. Your starting quarterback most likely is out. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to make the SEC championship game. Vanderbilt may likely make a bowl game next week at home versus Tennessee. I would not be surprised if you see a Vanderbilt team that smells some blood in the water, a Tennessee football team that is deflated, that's not really feeling it, and um, we'll see if Vanderbilt can go bowling. What a crazy, crazy time in the SEC that Vanderbilt could be just marching his way up the SEC East right now uh, but big shout-out to Gamecocks, man. Big shout-out to their head coach, Shane Beamer. Just continues to win football games in only his second year in, in the SEC, second year as a head coach, and they themselves have a big matchup next weekend. You want know about a team that's playing with confidence? Next week at Clemson, you already done screwed up and took Tennessee out of the playoffs. Does South Carolina, in back-to-back weeks, knock two teams out of the playoffs? Do they knock the ACC out of the playoffs? North North Carolina's out. North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. North Carolina is done. Still is going to face Clemson in the ACC Championship game. So Clemson has to face South Carolina, which they can lose to, and then they have to go face um North Carolina after that. So can they beat the Carolinas in back-to-back weeks or is the ACC out of it? This 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 next 2 weeks is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch when it comes to the last game of the season and then obviously conference championship Games as well. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
1: eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered-out minivans. Black on black on black.
0: You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to get the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more.
1: Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot. Okay? Like, you never bump into any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay Motors comes into play.
0: Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's
1: guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want. It's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items
0: only. Exclusions apply. All right. You know, I got to talk to my dogs a little bit. Georgia, for those who are watching the bet show, never, ever, ever doubt when I tell you to bet an under. Always trust me on my unders. I've just been, I will say this, I'll brag to myself. I have been on fire picking unders this year. Georgia at Kentucky, Kentucky's offense is garbage. Georgia on the road, it was cold. Um, the way Kentucky runs their offense, over under 49, no-brainer. Take the under, end up being 22 points. I had a lot of fans tweeting me throughout the day, like what's up with Georgia's offense? Uh, what's up with Stetson? Why aren't we dominating this football game? And we've seen this from Kirby at times this season where they, they they don't they don't go out there for blood. They don't go out there and and start just throwing the ball over the ballpark, trying to score 30 and 40 points. I think Kirby has a good handle of this football team right now. He knows when and when not to push them. It's like driving a sports car. Like when do you need to put in the th- fourth and fifth gear? He's got this thing under control right now. There was never a moment in this football game that I felt Georgia was losing control, that Georgia was going to lose a football game. Um, they were just merely playing the game and understanding that, hey, we have a defense that is absolutely dominating. We have a game that's going by extremely fast based on the way that we're running the football, the way that Kentucky's offense kind of you know runs their system with snapping the ball under 10 seconds. There's no reason to go up tempo. There's no reason to just you know try to throw the ball over the park, just milk the clock. Try and take care of the football. Let our defense go out there and do their thing and get out of here with a W. Because once again, for those that are out there watching football, that's what it's about. It's about winning football games. Georgia's the number one team in the nation. They've won the best, some of the best wins in the nation versus Oregon and then versus Tennessee. They don't need style points. They're the defending champs. All Georgia needs to do is win football games. And that's all Kirby cares about right now. Kirby doesn't care that you're at home bitching and moaning because they're not scoring 30 or 40 points. Kirby just said, I got you another W. Back-to-back seasons go to 8-0 in the SEC, only the third time that has ever happened. That's all he cares about. So I thought the way that he he, he called the game and had his coordinators call the game was perfect. Uh, Stetson, the pick, horrendous. You know, Stetson, you know, tried to little dude too much. He had a you know, that that moment had to rear back a little bit, and understand the way the game was going, take the check down, run the football, continue to let the defense do it, go out there and do their thing if you're not able to score. Uh, I do like the way Kenny got going. That's encouraging to me. I want I said two goals to this game. Can the running game get going? Kenny McIntosh, 143 yards, a touchdown, also two catches for 19 yards. That's good to see for this football team going forward. Um, and then flip it over to Kentucky. The offense looked good towards the end. They started to push the ball down the field. They started to really trust Will Levis and his arm, and you kind of saw what people want to see, and especially NFL scouts and GMs want to see from Will Levis, the ability to throw the football, the ability to put in the tight windows. You know, Barry and Brown, a a, a young, very, very talented receiver, went off 10 catches, 145 yards, one touchdown. I would have loved to see him do that. For the past month, because we kind of saw a glimpse of that versus Ole Miss. And for those who watch that game, especially on special teams, I mean, he was a, a an absolute nightmare for Ole Miss on special teams and also catching the football, and then really hasn't had that production again until tonight. So, you know, that was encouraging. But overall, man, still six points, six points. With with that talent on this offense, it's just, I don't know, man. I just feel like there needs to be changes on this staff heading into next season, but you can't tell me that an offense that has Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, Brown, Dane Key, and some of these other guys, that you're one of the worst offenses in the actually maybe the worst offense right now statistically in the SEC. So Stoops is going to have to look himself in the mirror, look his staff in the mirror, and make some hard decisions, most likely this offseason, about what this offense is going to look like going forward, because you have squandered. Squandered a lot of talent. One of the best quarterbacks you've ever had, one of the best running backs you've ever had. And obviously, the receiver's coming back next year. You think, you think, who knows? You know, there's a portal out there. You know, Brown may look at it and say, Hey, my quarterback's gone. I don't like who we have right now. I get one free go. I'm a hot commodity. Alabama's calling my number. I can go get paid a bunch of money. It's a different world out there, man. If you're a talented receiver like that, you do not want to be on the worst offense in the conference without a quarterback if Will Levis and when Will Levis does move on to the NFL draft. So uh, Georgia, 11-0, got them bumblebees. It is Georgia Tech Tech hate week this weekend. Speaking of Georgia Tech, I talked about earlier, beat North Carolina. I will applaud you. Congratulations. Unfortunately, uh, you're going to run into dim dogs next week. So um, good luck with that one. Bro, what else we got tonight we want to touch on real quick? Um, I have a take. What do you got?
4: Josh Hypo cost himself $50 million.
0: Josh Hypo. Heupel... <sighs> if you go, if you make the playoff in year tier... two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But listen, the, 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 future for Tennessee is extremely bright still. So like, I'm not like, this is year two. Like if you would have told me before the season that, Kentucky, that Tennessee in, 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 what is it? Week twelve heading into week twelve would be somewhat in control of their destiny to make the playoffs. I would have said you're 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 crazy. Of course, but I you're crazy. Well, let me so, re- let me
4: rephrase. I think that was the worst the loss. He lost the
0: money, but he's still gonna be paid a lot of money.
4: I think that was the worst loss of the season.
0: I agree. Like I said, I mean, like they had the easiest path to the playoffs. The easiest yeah. path to the playoffs. You, so, there's yeah, it's
4: between a losing by like two easy, touchdowns easy to UGA and getting dropped a 60 burger on you by Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler.
0: Mm. Mm. Not great. You know what? They, just, look great not, tonight they can't play on the road. They can't, they can't play in the road. I mean, look at it. They went to, they won the road to Georgia. Couldn't do anything on offensively. They lost. Um, you know, they won the road to South Carolina, they lost, you know, they did go on the road to LSU. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. The, the fans there just weren't juice, whatever. I'll give them that one, but they're one and two right now in, in hostile territory, not being able to show up and play football games. That just shows you in this conference in any conference, I'm not going to just focus on this SEC. here. Any conference out there, home field advantage is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely gigantic. And uh, the U I, I try to warn T-Bob. T-Bob bet USC, what, 21 and a half points? said, T-Bob, man, nighttime, South Carolina, not a bad football team, sandstorm. Tennessee's defense isn't great. Like, eh, I don't feel good about it, T-Bob. I don't feel good about it. Well, it should have been the other way around because they beat them by 30, uh, what, almost 30 points there. So, yeah, not not a great game for Tennessee. And once again, uh, hoping that, that all is well, with Hendon Hooker going forward, uh, Ohio State Maryland. We'll touch on this real quick because I watched that game. It was it was a fascinating game to watch. Um, you know, Ohio State showed some weaknesses in the secondary. You know, Tango Valoa had a tremendous game. Uh, I think he's now the all-time leading passer in Maryland history. 293 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the one good thing that you took away from this, or you could take away from this, possibly, is the team you face next week. And the team you're going to face then most likely is going to be Iowa, which is a whole nother story that we're going to have to jump into next week, is not a team that throws the football. And, and Maryland only ran for 84 yards tonight, only 2.7 yards per carry. That's all I care about if I'm Ohio State. You went on the road, somewhat of a trap game, you survived, you got out of there, and it's on to the next. And the next is the game of the year for you. It's Michigan. And what does Michigan do? They run the football. That's all they do. So if you can hold Michigan to what you did to Maryland tonight, which isn't going to happen, because obviously Michigan's a better running football team. They got a great offensive line. Obviously, we'll see what Quorum looks like as he kind of rehabs from his injury of that knee that he hurt in the game this afternoon. But regardless, if you slow down that running game for Michigan, you're in a really, 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 really good spot. So that is the key factor I was looking at for Ohio State. They did that up front. Uh, I do think C.J. Stroud... Is not going to win the Heisman. It just currently the I mean, favorite.
4: He's gonna, so the what's new, that? O- new odds are out. CJ Stroud minus one thirty. Caleb Williams plus one thirty. And then no Ooh. one else is really close. Yeah. So it's really uh, now a two man race with two weeks to go.
0: You know, it's an interesting name still with it. And I'm just pull up the scores of tonight's games real quick. What's what's the uh, what's the score of the the Oregon game right now? Oregon is up 17-3 a half. If, and Bo Nix is playing well. The last time I saw when I was watching the game, Bo Nix 16-21, 29 one touchdown. If if Oregon wins and beats USC and Oregon has a big-time game, he could have his moment versus USC because that's going to be Bo, – Bo's going to be in the conversation still. Because it wasn't Bo's fault why they lost a For week sure. ago. So I would not throw Bo out of this because he's going to have a moment – and listen, if CJ goes out there and throws four or five touchdowns versus Michigan, I think you know that 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 gets a little bit closer. But if Caleb goes out there right now and beats a very good defense, because everyone's going to be watching the game next weekend versus Notre Dame, and then takes care of business versus Oregon, it's it's Caleb's to to lose right now. Uh, but those are two tough games. Like they could lose to Notre Dame easily. They could easily lose to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Where then I would say maybe Bo Nix. I just have not. You know, we talk about that that Ohio State quarterbacks, and they're always going to put up stats. I get that. Just CJ has not looked even close this year to the type of quarterback we saw last year. I'm not saying like he's terrible. I'm not saying he just fell the the, the face of the earth. He's still an elite quarterback. He's still a you know a top five, top ten quarterback that's going to be taken the NFL draft. But when it comes to like what I envision a Heisman quarterback being. He hasn't really met that, and maybe it's because he hasn't had the competition. He hasn't had many Heisman moments, and when he's had those games, he hasn't really performed at a high level. So that, that does concern me with his chances to win the Heisman at the end of the day. But listen, they won, they advance, and just like I said with Georgia, at the end of the day, when you're these big brands, when you're Georgia or you're Michigan or you're Ohio State, all that matters is winning. Style points don't mean anything to them. Certain teams need style points. They do not. When you're in, that gets that settles the conversation right there. So, nice win for them. Uh, last game I want to touch on real quick. Um, unless you got anything, bro, on your end, is I got one
4: question before you go to the end.
0: Yes, 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 yes. We
4: hit this a little bit earlier, but just for you know, new audience, what what close win concerns you more, TCU or Michigan?
0: Oh, Michigan concerns me way more, way more. Michigan concerns me because TCU's done this all season, like TCU is. This is how they play football games. You know, TCU fans right now are losing their hair. They're all gonna have to get hair, you know, implants at the end of the season because they're ripping it out each and every weekend. Like, that is just TCU football this year. Close game, close game, close game, find a way to win in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. So, like, I am I'm just accepting the fact that this is how this team plays. We got to get used to it, you gotta enjoy it. It's quite fun to watch. Uh, it doesn't you know, makes you not want to go to get up and take a piss at all during the game. So I, I am more concerned with 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 Michigan for for the, the biggest reason being that once again I don't trust JJ. Quorum goes out, and the team is not running the ball great, and, and he's a guy that all he can do is throw intermediate passes. He can throw a, a, a slant or a drag or or screen to the running back. That's it. That ain't gonna get it done versus elite football teams. When when you have to go out there and as a quarterback throw for 300 yards in order for your team to win and have the moments where you're going to have to face some of the big boys and, and and your running games, not producing, or like next week, maybe quorum's not a hundred percent. You can't tell me if you're a Michigan fan that you have confidence in your quarterback that he could put the team on his shoulders and lead you down the field over and over and over and over and over, and over again in order to win. You don't have that quarterback. That is a big issue. So... I think big, big concern from what we saw today from Michigan that that if especially if Quorum's not healthy heading into next weekend, things get ugly on the road there versus Ohio State. So I'm fine with TCU. I still think you know we have got two weeks to continue to dive into this and, and think about it and watch some more film. I, I'm still worried about them versus Kansas State in two weeks in that in that that Big 12 championship game. I do think Kansas State's a better football team. I do think Kansas State probably should have won the first matchup when these two faced. But TCU, once again, they found a way to win. They came back, down 18 points, won that football game. Maybe they're just a team of destiny. Uh, We shall see for TCU. All right, last game real quick, going back to the SEC. Uh, Just interesting, interesting game. One of my games I felt really good about, Ole Miss versus Arkansas. Man, Ole Miss looked just Terrible on defense, and they, they've, they've been pretty bad against the run at times this year where they just got completely blown over. But I just wasn't sure how healthy K.J. Jefferson was going to be. He did not play last week. He played this week, and he looked really, really good. Throwing the football, running the football, 17-22, three touchdowns, another 47 yards rushing. He is a difference maker when he's on the field and when he's 100%. And the same thing is said with his defense. This is like you know, like the year that could have been for Arkansas. Between the fumble at the goal line for A and M, all the injuries on defense, KJ being injured, they're six and five, and could easily be a and three right now. Easily be a three should be seven and four should have beat A and M, but I think they 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 if if they're healthy, if KJ's healthy, they probably beat Liberty, and I think they may have found a way to win one more there along the line as well. So this is a unfortunate season for for Arkansas. But that's a huge win, man, to beat Ole Miss, a team that has been rolling in the SEC West, a team that made it close versus Alabama last week. Uh, To see your defense once again this week play at a very high level. Let's not forget, they shut down LSU, and we weren't sure, like, okay, was that LSU kind of sleepwalking after beating Alabama? No, man, this team is healthy, they're feeling good, and they're playing some of the best football this season right now on the defense side of the football, which gives me confidence they can take care of business next week versus Missouri, get to seven and five, and then you win a bowl game, eight wins, which, you know, you won nine last year, you win eight this year. That's a hell of a two-year span for Arkansas, who for a long stretch hadn't even won an SEC game. So big shout out to Sam Pittman, man, for a a team in a season that looked to be kind of off the rail, especially after losing to Liberty, to play competitive versus LSU, to win in a big way versus Ole Miss, and then, um, you know, have an opportunity once again to go to seven and five. Uh, my, my hats off to that coaching staff. to continue to persevere and the, the, those players too because it's easy to, to throw it in the towel, man. It is easy to throw in the towel when you lose some of the games they've lost this year, but they continue to go out there and fight and do their thing. Uh, speaking of Lane Kiffin and Liberty, I'm really interested to see what news we get to uh, to discuss this week when it comes to the Auburn coaching job. Cadillac won again. Coach Lack wins the second game as head coach for Auburn. Liberty loses their second straight game. Ole Miss just lost in a bad way to Arkansas. How are the uh, people in charge of the money feeling about those two coaches? Oh, and Prime, Coach Prime, uh, just led his team to 11-0. First time in their school history that they're 11-0. So is there going to be some more plot twists heading into this Auburn job into the last weekend? Uh, because you know, Ole Miss plays, I believe, what's the 24th? Friday night, Thursday night, Friday night? Is it Thursday night, 24th Thursday night? Thursday night, yes,
4: that is Thanksgiving. So they anymore. play Thursday
0: night. So, do, will we know on Friday if Lane Kiffin's is the head coach of Auburn or not? It's this week, boys and girls. It is if, this week. We're about he, to find uh, out. He, a lot of talks Lane, and we go around. If
4: Lane Kiffin becomes the coach of Auburn, we have to do a show on Friday. Just a heads up. So.
0: Oh, 100% would do a show on Friday. Very if I'm them, I, I would love to make the announcement heading into the Auburn-Alabama game to get as much noise about the hire to be talked about during the broadcast. And you also so,
4: don't allow for an opportunity where Cadillac Williams beats Alabama and the people then he gets some
0: momentum ooh, for the job. This is true. This is true. This is true. Uh, but big shout out to Cadillac man doing his things. And everything. All right. Do we miss any games we want to hit on? Do we want to miss any games? No. Uh, we, admin we, honored said, still, Ohio I think, State.
4: Can't... I think people just need an update on baby watch, and then we can go.
0: Okay. Well, first off, admin honor just said Ohio State can't stop the run. I just went over the stats. They 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 shut down the run. They couldn't stop the pass. That was that was the big issue tonight. Uh, baby watch. Um, no baby yet. No baby yet. Wife's feeling it. We're feeling it. Maybe tomorrow we'll see. Yeah, going to go try to get as much sleep as I can tonight and uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm glad we got the shows in today. Once again, if you want to catch uh, early action T Bob and myself broke down those games at noon, obviously for those who are watching, it was a great, great early slate of football games. We broke it all down. What went right, what went wrong for all those teams, especially some of those top teams. And obviously thank you for joining me late night tonight on snaps. We will be back with you. Uh, two o'clock Eastern on Monday, getting ready for Thanksgiving, get nice and fat and happy. And maybe, maybe I will have a, uh, a new baby by then. So we will keep you all posted. I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers and you guys have a good, safe rest of your weekend. See y'all.